0: Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal he's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet.
2: Stugas Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce hey, a
0: Jewish baby. God himself would pay 39 dollars for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stugas, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim.
3: Tony! Welcome to another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. You have made us the biggest podcast in the world. Mikey, a I come to you from parts unknown today. Hey, how about wow, that? It's weird. <laughs> it's it's funny how the slightest thing, the slightest change, will throw people off. What is weird? I'm just sitting in a hotel room. That's all I'm doing. I didn't mean, know. What's so weird about it? it
0: it's it's. I, I'm used to seeing you in a certain way with a certain background, and any deviation, like you're clean shaven, and right. this isn't like this is weird. This is like grown-ups do, gots.
3: Okay. Uh, well, listen. The uh, the bosses of metal. In town, we have a big powwow tonight, dinner, a meeting tomorrow, brainstorming, all that great stuff. Uh, so, I, listen, I took advantage of the opportunity to get myself a big-ass presidential suite at the Mandarin Oriental, and put it on Lebatorn. I could have that. <laughs>
0: So during this meeting are you just gonna light a cigar, lean back and go, Thrill me.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm the Draft King. By the way, we are presented by DraftKings. The rest of my life is presented by DraftKings. As it should be. <laughs> Every word I say for the remainder of time is brought to you by DraftKings. All right, Mike, uh, how'd you feel about the draft? And Mike, here is what's going on with me and you. Chris Sims is going to join us. And Chris Sims has become like, he has become the guy when it comes to quarterbacks, when it comes to the NFL draft. But here's what Sims is doing that's pissing me off. He keeps praising the Jets draft. It's like the kiss of fucking death, Like, We are doomed,
0: man. You feel
3: I feel it, right?
0: I mean, it's just so I I I'm sitting there and my buddy texts me and he goes, So how did you feel about the Jets draft? I said, I loved it. We're fucked.
3: <laughs> I wish I could put it on the poll. Did you say that about your draft? I love it. We're fucked. <laughs> Where's Billy when we need him uh, <laughs> uh, Mike that is that is the problem. The feeling for for jet fans is um if if the guys we drafted went to any other team. <laughs> They'd be stars. <laughs> They'd be stars. They'd be stars. But they landed on our team. <laughs> and therefore, they'll be out of the league in five years. All of them.
0: <laughs> you got you got the best guard in the draft. You got you got arguably one of the top wide receivers in the draft in the second round. You got a third round running back in the fourth round. And you know what? They're all gonna go to waste because they're
3: on that fucking team. <laughs> You're right. Let me uh, give you a funny little story here. Here's uh th- this is how Jet fans, and really fans in general, do it. Uh, this is for my buddy, Mark. My daughter goes to Ole Miss, and I have seen him play. He's a freak, and he'll be a great player. Great pick by the Jets. Joe making good moves. He was talking about Ole Miss wide receiver Elijah Moore. That's how fans do it. My daughter went to Ole Miss. Elijah Moore, good pick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too bad his daughter didn't go to BYU. <laughs>
3: I'm going to tell him to send his son there. <laughs> You're right. It's a great point by you. Uh, <laughs> All right. So Chris Sims will uh, pop in the Zoom here in just a minute. We'll talk about the, uh, the Jets draft with him. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Yo, Brad, Sigat's here on Cameo. I am doing this while I tape stupidity. Mikey A is right here. Look, he's in the Zoom. Can you do that? Look at that. What's that? going on? Uh, maybe I just showed you stuff on my computer. I shouldn't be showing you. I have no maybe. idea. <laughs> anyway, this is booked by your friend, uh, Phil. Phil says uh, Brad's birthday is, uh, he's turning 41, the big four one. How about that? What I would not give to dial back the clock just two years to when I was 41. <laughs> Look at that, 43 is rough. <laughs> anyway, it's on May 2nd. Today's May 3rd. Happy belated birthday! <laughs> Mikey, <yeah, he's> cracking <laughs> We've been buddies since the 90s, going to shows. I'm assuming that's dead shows. My man, with the uh, steal your face hat for you. Uh, sporting events, getting thrown out of dive bars and casinos. There is nothing, absolutely nothing like getting thrown out. Of a great dive bar, the an- the amount of times I was thrown out of Lennon's Pub in Port Washington, countless. <laughs> Let me tell you, and there's nothing like it. Okay, and then you sneak your way back in with a little Bobby Valentine mustache, and boom, you have your drinks again. Uh, how about that? Anyway, uh, lately we've been debating Cody versus Stugatz for president. Uh, stop debating. Uh, Cody clearly wins that. Uh, Zion is not a bust. He is. Listen, I don't care about the numbers, the efficiency. What I care about is wins and losses. Make the playoffs, Zion. His team has lost more games than he's won. Team not making the playoffs. He's a bust. See you at more Miami. Okay. Anyway, Brad, happy birthday. The Big 4 one. I'm proud of you. Uh, and I'm sorry I sent this late. But I still get my $150, and that's all that matters. Hows <laughs> stupidity! Where's Sims, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> here he is, actually. Mike, where's Chris Sims? He's right here. Oh, he is okay. This cameo for uh, <laughs> becky will have to wait. <laughs> Man, Sims, you got in the way of my cameo for Becky. I mean, what's up? What what cameo are you talking about? Uh, should we do a cameo? Can we do this, on Mikey? Yeah? Should oh, we all say hi God. to Becky here?
2: Are you doing? Look at me, a- now I, I
3: Look at me forming out my cameo work. This well, is amazing. So wait, this is this is what
2: happens now. So like, like. Like, we're not with debit Levitard anymore, and we're just going to go, like, full-fledged cameo? That's where we're going with this? I mean, that's what's going on?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. <laughs> me, me, Cam, Sims, me and you. That's it, all right? Forget about Levitard. It's,
2: it's me and you. Man. <laughs> Moving on to bigger and better things. I like it.
3: Ah, uh, yes. We are, uh, we are happy, buddy. We're having a good time. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm doing good, buddy. Everything good?
3: Yeah, everything's great. Everything is... Uh... Is, is fantastic. We're, uh, we're doing this from a hotel room today down in Miami. Um, Sims, you were very smart, by the way, um, because you took, I gave you a couple different options on time. Uh, by the way, I booked this a week in advance, so I know you're proud of me. You're never going to reveal that to the audience, so I had to say it myself, okay? Um, but I gave you a bunch of times, and I made a mistake, Mikey. I, I told them we had Peter King coming up at 2 o'clock, so Sims predictably took the 130 slot, knowing I could not keep him longer than a half hour. Am I right, Chris Sims? No,
2: you, d- you didn't tell me that, but I'm, I'm like if you did, I would have for sure... Because Peter, who knows how long that interview could have gone. Who knows? You you got Peter on a subject that he's got a lot of thoughts and theories on. You could ask him one question and he'll answer for 20 minutes. So thank God I got out before he did.
3: Well, that's a good point. But you only get me for 30, and you knew that, and you were five minutes late, so now you got yourself 25. Any play.
2: I didn't know that. I wouldn't have done that to you deliberately, and I'm sorry. You did not tell me that you had a 2 o'clock interview, just so you know. I'm looking at our text right now. So you never said that, all
0: right?
2: But I am appreciative that you gave me a one-week warning to at least come on the show. That was great.
0: Hold on about that. For every one text he sent you, I sent him 20 saying, did you contact Sim? And finally, he was like, Mike, will you fucking get off my back? I'm going to contact Sims. Yeah. I'm going to contact Sims. Right. But um, just know for three weeks, I've been saying, hey, have you hit Sims? Have you hit Sims? We want to make sure we get him early.
2: Good, good. I, I figured it. I mean, come on. I know he doesn't have his shit together or is detailed enough for him to have done that. So I should have figured it was you, Mike all along and yeah, it was last monday though very impressive i'm sure you bothered him a lot on that sunday before <laughs> that it's monday leading mind. up i mean jesus
3: Christ. <laughs> and by the way don't think for a second i won't keep you around with peter king i mean <laughs> <laughs> and don't think for a second i won't just sign off and have you interview king and i'll air it as stupidity
2: <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening you got control over uh, me to a degree, You're too funny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I got to be nice to you. Otherwise, your dad's going to punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get over that. Uh, Chris, I want to talk to you. We'll get to the draft here in a second. Yeah. But I-, I think the story that really kind of stole the weekend and – you know, you could debate whether or not the draft pick should be upset because the news was leaked about Aaron Rodgers. But to me, that was the big story of the weekend. And and so for me, Chris, I can't believe that this situation is as simple as they moved up to get Jordan Love a year ago in the NFL draft. I'm sure it upset Aaron Rodgers. I've gotten to know Aaron through our show uh, pretty well. Um, And I know, you know, at times he can be sensitive and perhaps he will hold a grudge. But to me, there has to be more that's going on there. Do you agree? Well,
2: yeah, I think there is. I think it's, you know, there's there's probably been things percolating even leading up to this or uh, up to last year's draft. Right. I think here's the biggest thing that jumps off to me is, again, it's Aaron Rodgers. And he was still when you made the draft pick of Jordan Love, without question, one of the five best quarterbacks in football, the five best players in football. So, one, that's going to be jarring anyways for any top-flight, top-tier type of football player. But this, here's the other area I really think they dropped the ball, It's Like, let's take the 49ers, for instance. They've done 90 different things this offseason to try to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. They tell him every step of the way, he always knows what's going on. Here's Aaron Rodgers, who's carrying the franchise every year. They never want to give him a ton of talent around him on the offensive side of the ball. And bam, sneak attack on drafting a quarterback, let alone trading up to get him. And we're in the Super Bowl window with a Super Bowl quarterback and not doing that. So I think, you know, that is a pretty big, monumental mistake by the Green Bay Packers. The lack of communication there, to me, is probably the biggest thing that pisses them off. But then, yeah, they don't really listen to them. You know, no commitment going forward. And then he got to see Tom Brady and everything like that win the Super Bowl in Tampa. His worst nightmare because he goes, well, it's the same old thing. I mean, he outplays Brady, not even close in the NFC Championship game, but he loses. And he's considered the idiot who can't win the big game and Brady's clutch. And I think all of it has just led to the point we are right now. And I've always been saying I thought this was the last year he played there. But maybe it's not even gonna to get to that. It's looking right now; it'll be on a new team this That's year. It's completely
3: insane. Um, I guess this is tricky, depending on how you think of you know the relationship works. Does the receiver make the quarterback better? Quarterback make the receiver better? But what do you say to Packer fans who say who are ripping Aaron Rodgers, saying, "Hey, they've gotten him a top three wide receiver in Devontae Adams and a top five running back." Like, what do you say to those fans?
2: I would say that Devontae Adams is not a top three receiver. He's a very good receiver. Nobody's playing the Green Bay Packers going, oh, my gosh, we have to double Devontae Adams or he's going to go for 80-yard bombs over our head. That's not the kind of player he is. He's a really good receiver. Like, he has everything you want. I'm not trying to downplay it that way. But, come on, pump the brakes on, like, this is not Tyree Kill or DeAndre Hopkins or DK Metcalf where it's some unstoppable specimen that can't be covered by anybody man-to-man. Stop. That's ridiculous. He was non-existent in the NFC Championship game and the round before against the the, the, the Rams. So that's where I think people are wrong. And I would say the same thing, you know, with, with the running back. Yeah, he's really good. He's not a top-five running back. Come on. I mean, we're, we're really going to put him in the class of, like, Kamara – you know, right. Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, De- Dalvin Cook, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Again, it's good. Totally fair. It's not great. That's all I'm saying there. So I don't know where this goes wrong. This is the one thing Stu got. So maybe you give me perspective here. This is, And I've had a little arguments with my pro football talk co-host. You know, everyone in the public is trying to blame. They think Rodgers hijacked this weekend. That, what, what good – and, and everything I know and from people in the league, it doesn't sound like Rodgers is the person that let this information out. What good has it done Aaron Rodgers to let it out? That's what I would tell everybody.
3: How does it benefit him? So, Correct. What, yes.
2: It doesn't benefit him at all. In fact, everyone's doing what you're It's starting to turn to now He looks like a jerk. He's selfish. What is he doing? All of that. You know, so. I don't know. I mean, in, in my heart of hearts and just the things I know, I know things went south. He's obviously let them know that there's issues. They've been flying out there every other week to try to appeal to him and mend the mend the bridge a little bit. Um, the 49ers call to make a trade. I don't know who tells Rodgers that's going to happen, but he was aware of it. He told them to make the trade. You know, And from there on out, I just have a hard time thinking Rodgers was the jump off point to release this stuff to the media. I, It has, it's like you just said, it doesn't benefit him. It kind of benefits back. the Packers. And is that where you're Green going? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's to me, it started off with, one, it makes Rodgers look right. bad. Like, look, here's our salvage quarterback. And two, and this is what I've heard for some teams in the NFL, is it's a jump off point. They let it out. Now it's a jump off point for what? Let's start the trade. The 49ers offered us this. We said, no, there's a baseline starter. Now, can you do better? And I think that's where people are missing this, too. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's no, at least what I think I'm hearing.
3: It's, it's it's definitely, you're making fair points, no question about it. How do you think it ends, though? How right. do you see it ending, Chris?
2: Well, I, I I just wonder if we're too late in the game to find a trade partner or find something that realistically works for both sides.
3: The thing, by the way, if Aaron had dropped that news, he would have done it well before the draft, so teams like the San Francisco 49ers could gear up to make a run at Aaron Rodgers.
2: Exactly yeah. right. I was just going to go with that same point there, too. So that, that I was just going to say that. I go, so now we're too late, and that's the other reason that would make me think it's not from Rodgers, because it did him no good at this point. Most of the seats are filled for these teams who need quarterbacks. Um, I, I guess in my heart of hearts, I think Rodgers is going to play hardball, but not hardball enough to where he's going to like retire or sit out football. I just think this is going to be a really awkward, uncomfortable year. And he'll go back to the Packers because I don't think there's a stress in the relationship between him and LaFleur or the coaches. This is totally Rodgers in the front office. And I think that he'll come together with the coaches and they'll make it work for one more year on the field. But this is the last year for Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Oh, my gosh.
3: Chris Sims with us. You and Kyle Shanahan have, well, you've known each other forever. You have each other's initials on your ankles. <laughs> Thank you. Mikey A, do, do you find that a little weird, Mikey <laughs> i yes. I'm just wondering okay.
0: when you're going to get my
3: initials on yours. Yeah, you're I'm not supposed to. Gonna... Sorry, you're
2: not close uh, yet. I'm
3: just... I'm just wondering when uh, Sims is going to pop up on the Zoom with, uh, no, with Kyle Stu. Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm wondering what Shanahan's going to appear on stupidity with Sims. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, Mike, I already have an MA on my ankles, just so you know. Uh, but anyway, Chris, you have uh, you and Kyle Shanahan have each other's initials on your ankles. So I ask you this, with that in mind, how long ago did you know he was taking Trey Lance?
2: <laughs> I not not I did not know. Okay. I mean, I've been banging okay. the drum and telling everybody in the world it'll be Mac Jones. I really right. believe that, you know, and, and I told everybody too. like, listen, I don't know. I just know my friend. I think I know what he likes, at the quarterback position. I did tell people that like very early on in the process back in January. Uh, yeah, I had conversations about the quarterback stuff then a little bit, but I hadn't studied them yet enough to talk about it. I knew he liked Mac Jones. I knew he was really intrigued by Trey Lance. That's about all I knew as far as that conversation is concerned. So I was just like everybody else on Thursday night. I was shocked that they picked Trey Lance at three. I wouldn't have done it. I I, I certainly wouldn't have. I wouldn't have traded up to number three to make that draft pick either. And, yeah, there's things about Trey Lance and his game that concern me. I understand there's some good stuff. But, no, I did not have inside knowledge or was a part of this in any way.
3: How Shanahan, if he wants to get back into the Rodgers game, is it possible? Because I think that's where Aaron would like to be. I think he'd like to be with that coach in that city, playing for that team.
2: Well, I mean, that would have to be, again, I think something where, you know, we'll see where this goes between Rodgers and Green Bay. But now you're getting into, okay, if Green Bay does want to do this, you know, do they want to trade? And let Jordan Love take over right now? I don't think so. Which is also another thing to go like, yeah, I think that was the wrong pick. They don't want him to even take over a year two here. So that tells you he's not ready. Like the grooming the quarterback thing is over. That was so 20 and 30 years ago. Get right. over it. Um, and, you know, I think... So there's that aspect. Would they want a Jimmy Garoppolo back in return for a bridge gap type of guy? I just think that... that conversation's probably sailed, though, most likely. The 49ers, so much to to make about the Trey Lance pick and everything like that. And I I think that Shanahan's going to go forward with this. And I don't think you'll see that that conversation revisited.
3: Uh, Tell me if you agree with this. I keep saying, whether you like him or not, I know you have some concerns about Trey Lance. But the fact that he ended up with that coach, that team, a team that's two years from... Uh, two years removed from a Super Bowl, a game they were leading in the fourth quarter, by the way. Um, I think Trey Lance might have the greatest head start in NFL history because of all those factors. It's pretty damn good.
2: It really is, you yeah. guys. There's no doubt. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, whoever took got taken at that spot was going to be in a great spot to succeed. Because like, you know, what you're saying, you're alluded. their roster on the offensive side of the ball is really good. And then, of course, Shanahan and his ability to, you know, coach things up and his scheme and everything like that. Hey, listen, I, I talked to Shanahan, you know, since the draft has been over, I know we liked Mac Jones. He really did. I think where he's really excited though. And I think what made him sold on Trey Lance is all the possibilities and what he can do coupled with Shanahan's run system. And that's again, Shanahan's a little different than the Sean Paytons and Josh McDaniels and Andy Reid's of the world. Like, those guys get off on drawing all these pass plays like, oh, this guy here, that guy there. This is awesome. Shanahan's like, no way. I want to find a way to pull the guard, kick this guy down, and get somebody on the edge. Like that's excites Shanahan. He's into the run game. And I know he had expressed concerns to me that he feels like people might have caught on to his offense a little bit. Of course, he's got offensive coordinators that used to work with him that are around the league. That gives more people reps against his offense. And also I think there's that. And then people steal his plays because of how creative he is. And I think there was a sense to him that he felt like he lost that edge. And now he's got a guy like Trey Lance where he's going to go, you're going to play us and it's going to be a new experience. Unless you played the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, we're going to be unlike anything you've had to defend all year. And I think that's what really intrigued Shanahan to ultimately make that pick with Trey Lance.
1: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
3: Chris Sims with us, NBC, NFL analyst, co-host of PFT Live and the Unbuttoned podcast. How does it feel? You're like the biggest draft guy going. You're bigger than Kuiper now, Sims. I you really are, I man. don't know. You're the that. trusted voice, man. Well, I
2: appreciate that. That's It is good. I mean... Uh, it, I, I I'm I work hard, you know that. I'm not always right. Yes. I'm not ready to say I'm bigger than Mel Piper with the draft or anything like that. But you know, I've had my moments of being right, and I think some people at least realize that this year.
3: Yes. Uh, what are you doing, the Jeff fans, by the way, with Zach Wilson? What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> come <laughs> on, seriously? That's it's like the mean, kiss <laughs> death That's my doing?
2: guy. I mean, that you know, yeah. <laughs> I I I stapled my name or attached myself to him this year. There's no doubt. I mean, I'm. I see. I think, like I said to you, maybe during text or something like that. But, I mean, Wilson with the Jets can be like Rodgers and Lafleur with the Packers. And, of course, Wilson's with the Lafleur with the New York Jets. And they're going about it the right way. I mean, Wilson has some Rodgers and Mahomes qualities. They're special that way. It's the best arm in the draft. He's the best to extend plays and make big plays with his arm and all of that. And then Stugatz is a Jets fan. At least they're not repeating history and doing like the dumb shit they did with Sam Darnold and like, Hey, we drafted you at number three. Now we're going to give you no talent and just see if you can make it work. Like at least they're going about it. The- oh wait, we need a guard. Let's go get the guy from USC because running games important, you know, to get the receiver in the second round. Right. They, they, they signed Corey Davis a free agency. So you're giving the guy yes. a chance to succeed. Right away from the get-go. Michael Carter in the fourth round are running back. Like, that's just a perfect scheme fit, too. So, I do think he's got a better chance of succeeding than Sam Darnold. He's more talented. And, yeah, I'm really excited about him, man.
3: Chris, that's what concerns us, though. They're doing things that make sense.
2: Uh, well, <laughs> I think, yes. But, you know, you had some GMs in there over the years that I don't know if they truly understood how to build a right. football team. And Joe Douglas, because he's coming from Baltimore and Philadelphia, who have shown that they have how to build a football team really for the better part of the last 20 years, they've been relevant in the conversation. You know, I think you're starting to see that. And he's laid the groundwork down between last year's offseason and this one to where I start to go, ooh, watch out for the Jets here in the next, you know, year or two for sure. There
3: were two things. So, uh, me and Mikey A were just happy the Jets didn't trade the second pick to Carolina for Sam Darnold. Okay? <laughs> so we, were, we, we were happy about that. And then, Chris, you're funny because Mike, I spent the entire week saying, Hey, Sims, knock it off with the Wilson shit. Like, just not, like, stop telling everyone how good he is. That's all I would text them. Like, hey, knock it off, dude. What are you doing, man? <laughs>
0: ah, he's too good. I don't think a player has ever scared me as much as Zach Wilson because it's just, it's just like so him. big. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it, you, I mean, I mean, you—you're somebody who gets it right. You like him, and I—I I don't. I just don't. I—I I see a—I see a college quarterback. I've—I've listened to you. You've made me. You've tried to make me feel better. I just—I'm not there. You're still not there? Chris Sims is telling you he's going to be great. I'm not there. Chris Sims, he's
3: better than Kuiper. I mean, what's the matter with you? It's all right, Mike. Uh, Chris, here here was my daughters. I have twin 17-year-old daughters, as you know. Here was their analysis. Daddy, at least if this one's bad, he's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he also looks their age. (laughs) Seriously. Listen, that's my only
2: concern, really, with him as a player, though. It's just the size of the human, right? Yeah, he's not a real big guy. And I do worry about that a little bit, but I don't think it's as important in the twenty twenty one NFL as it was back in nineteen eighty five when there was no rules about how hard Reggie White could hit you or crush my father's oh, shoulders right. or whatever else. <laughs> right. So it's just a different game that way. And we'll see, Mike A, we'll see. Oh, uh, you know, okay. hopefully, I hope you're right uh, He proves I you hope- wrong and I prove you wrong. I, yeah.
0: I hope I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, the worst thing that happens is I'm wrong and we have a good quarter. I didn't I didn't realize
2: that you were a Jets fan, too. I mean, yes. I didn't realize it was two dummies on one podcast <laughs> yes. together. I thought it was yes. one. No,
3: poorly raised. There's two systems. Chris, of the five quarterbacks, uh, the one we'll be talking about the most a decade from now is who? I'm afraid of your answer. No, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. I, I'm not wavering I'm trying. Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not. All right. Listen. Well, Listen, like – you guys, stop say it. that with, <laughs> say and, anyone else? With, with, like, as much as I love him, but I thought Jacksonville did a great job yeah. in the draft like, to set up Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they're one, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Jaguars, to me, would be the three teams that won the draft. So Trevor Lawrence, again, they get it down there in Jacksonville. They set him up with some talent the right way. But, you know, even when you ask me that, now that Mac Jones is in New England right. – that did make me pause for a second, Crazy. with what they've done this off and everything, and we we act like the Patriots went two and fourteen last year, and I'm gonna go. They were seven and nine, and like four inches away from being. And half their and defense opted out to so, play. I mean, I know, and the quarterback got COVID and missed <laughs> games, and, and that's where. It's. So uh, that that could be something to watch out for, as you saw during the draft. I mean, Belichick waited four seconds to hand in that draft pick. All right, uh,
3: quickly, before we get you out of here, Peter King is going to join us in a second. Uh, If you're the Dolphins, uh, so I'm just wondering what it would take to get Aaron Rodgers, okay? Because I think the Dolphins are one of those teams that are perfectly positioned if indeed Aaron wanted to come to the East Coast and and play in Miami, play in the AFC East. But I'm thinking if you give up Tua, so the Dolphins have a pick next year, a first-round pick. They have two first-round picks two years from now. Right. You can give Tua and three first-round picks. And get Aaron Rodgers right now, and I think that's something the Packers might consider. I
2: I, I don't disagree. I don't even think you will have to give a three first round pick just really because of the age of, because of the age of Rodgers. And then I think you know the contract you're taking over. You know it's different for Deshaun Watson and that conversation just because if you get Deshaun Watson, you're like we have our quarterback for ten years at right. least, and he's yeah. just starting to hit the prime. Where Rodgers, you know, it's like hey, we're coming out of the prime. He's still got some good years in front of him, but we're not going to have, like, the the, the quarterback uh, position sewed up for 10 years straight. Yeah, maybe three, four years, something like that in that range. But I'm with you, Stu, guys. I mean, the Dolphins are, are a team I do think of there. You know, like you said, the team is kind of set up and ready to go. It really it is. is. And yeah. the other team I do, like, just ponder a little bit because they're in a similar boat is Seattle. Like I wonder if there's some point where like Seattle calls Green Bay and is like, hey, your quarterback doesn't like you. Our quarterback doesn't like us. We're sick (laughs) of our quarterback and you're sick of your quarterback. So let's make a trade. (laughs) I mean, I I, I wouldn't be shocked. I I don't know. I'm really interested to see how hard Rodgers pushes this whole thing now because now I do think it's going to be kind of in his court. You know, it, it, it's been – he's pushing – Chris, he's not denying I it. I know. I mean, he's not denying and it. And he's been right. pushing the corner here, too, to where I think at some point he's either going to have to just go, okay, I'll deal with Green Bay for one more year, or he's going to have to go, like, scorched earth and be like, I'm not playing for this team anymore. The hell with this whole organization, the management, everything. I'm out of here.
3: Can't you see him doing that, though? I, like, I could see him taking a year off and, like, hosting Jeopardy and just going – being Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't. You know? well,
2: I wouldn't put anything past Aaron Rodgers. At this point of, of his career. He's got enough money in the bank. He's not going to get, he doesn't want to be jerked around and bullshitted. He's not going to like appeal to them and just like, oh, you'll give me one more year of clarity on my contract? Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, fuck you. I'm the, I'm the three best quarterbacks in football. So yeah. he wants, like, are you gonna, are you gonna commit to me for the next three years? Or we can just make this a one and done, or I'm out of here right now type of thing, and that just seems to be where where we're going. Because he this. sees
3: Brady like literally handpicking the players that he wants to play with, and Tampa going out and getting them. He's like, "Hey, I'm just as good as that guy." <laughs> like, you
2: know, there's there's no doubt. Speaking of Brady,
3: you feel bad for Kyle Trask. He may never start in a Tampa uniform. You feel?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, it's it's the perfect place for a guy like that. Like, listen, Kyle Trask was not my Next favorite quarterback, I thought Kellen Mond was really the guy that I would have gone with there. But really, for any quarterback that just needs a little development, a year, whatever it is, to go to that situation where that team's set up to be that good, and then, yeah, to be around Brady. Brady's such a technician, too. He'll be able to help Trask with some of the flaws he has in his throwing motion. Uh, Yeah, that's a win-win for him. And he's taking – Trask is taking my number two. They're taking it out of the Raptors. They're unretiring it for Kyle Trask. <laughs> Are you outraged by that? Did you give
3: him permission? I'm outraged.
2: <laughs> I lost a spleen for that shit, and I've already already
3: taken two away. Did he ask permission? Is there a negotiation? No, I didn't even get a, didn't even get a call. Have some fucking respect around here. <laughs> Why are you doing it like an
2: Italian mob guy? Because <laughs> I'm from I'm from New Jersey. That's what we do every now
3: and then. Oh my god, I fucking love you so much. NBC NFL analyst, co-host of PFT Live and the Unbuttoned Podcast, Chris Sims, uh, great friend. Uh, we appreciate it as always, man. You have become the quarterback guru, man. You know everything about quarterbacks. I love you, man. Do You think my
2: quarterback's gonna be good? I do think your quarterback's gonna be good. We'll see. You know, I gotta okay. I gotta make sure these you guys play good to prove me right again or everybody would call me a fucking idiot next year just as quickly so
3: <laughs> oh, and it will be jet fans calling you idiots it
2: will not be nice
3: <laughs> i know that'll be the, the worst time to get i got your back Guts. <laughs>
2: thanks
0: man hold on stugatz you're calling this guy a genius he put his hopes
3: in a jets quarterback <laughs> that's no. Chris, that's the problem for us. Like, if Zach ended up anywhere else, Mikey, Mikey A, and I would be in agreement with you saying he's going to the Hall of Fame. But
2: he's a Jet. <laughs> I know. I you yes. got to question that. And and then, listen, the fact that I would accept to go on a podcast to get <laughs> fans together is questionable. So my IQ is in question. for did sure. Did your dad
3: punch anyone in the face over the weekend? Because the, the, the Giants, the Giants did well. The Giants
2: did do well. And they, were, yes. they would be another team. I would say like right outside those three I mentioned. You know, the Giants, the Lions would be like my four or five as teams that killed it, I thought, in the draft, too.
3: Yep. Dan Campbell got a bunch of guys that got to bite your knees.
2: They did. They got some tough (laughs) SLBs. That's exactly what they did.
3: Yes, they did. You are the best, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. hope the family is well, and uh, and we'll do it again soon. Levitard said hello, buddy.
2: Yeah, please tell uh, everybody I said hi. See you, Mike. Keep appreciate your tabs it. on this guy. I hope I'm He's all open, and crazy. <laughs> all
3: right, and Sims, by the way, just refer to me as the Draft King moving forward, okay? <laughs> I will. I got you.
2: Okay, Draft King. See you later. <laughs> see
3: see you, yeah. buddy. You're the best. You I love you. See you. See
2: good.
3: <laughs> Holy shit, Mike! He really thinks our quarterback is going to be good. He really. <laughs> That's so oh,
0: fucking man. scary, man. What it's do I so do? Scary. No, I, here's
3: what I'm telling you. Okay, I have forty. I am armed with forty years of of history telling me the Jets quarterback is not going to be good, and yet I have this guy that I respect more than anyone in this business telling me that this quarterback is going to be great. And I am so torn. I don't know what to do. Forty years of history or my friend, who's great at this, telling me that guy is great.
0: I've been left at the altar eight times, and, and I'm in love again, and I, I don't, I don't want to be. I, don't, I, just, I just wanted to give up on love and just, just,
3: just forget it. <laughs> but here I am. Unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers, the Packers didn't want to give up on love. <laughs> Stupidity! <laughs> Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most you don't have to choose what's best miller Lite has great taste and is less filling tastes like miller time to get miller Lite delivered right to your door visit millerlitecom stew or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer celebrate responsibly miller brewing company milwaukee wisconsin
2: 96 calories per 12 ounces fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer